Welcome to the Harley and Josh Show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about music industry type things. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Apple's acquisition uh, of a new A&R um, a sort of uh, A&I thing. And we're also going to be talking about AI in the music industry, as well as music from the Baskervilles, Polly Pritchett, hey. and uh, one of my new favorite bands, Horrible Dolphins. Horrible Dolphins? Yes, mate. Horrible ones. I love band names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, someone posted on a, a on a forum thing that I'm part of, which was um, they're looking for ideas for band names. Right. Um, and like oh, how God. they... And one thing I thought of, and I thought Twitter this storm. up more recently, was think of a, a word that sounds like it should have an opposite. Right. And then make a word up from the opposite. FOMO omof. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I don't think I was going more with idea. like the term like say if you really hate something you disdain it. Right. No one tains something. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah held in very high tain. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good so, idea. All right, we're going to have to yeah. think about these. If you guys uh, can think of any, we are on the Twitters at Lockerbillies and at Harley C. Uh, also, we're on Instagram. We've got a new, uh, new Instagram on the Harley and Josh show. We, we? we have. We've, we've, we've worked our way into the 21st century. Exactly. So it's at Harley and Josh show. You can find all of our uh, sort of Facebook picture games on there. As uh, a brand new one has just gone up there as well. So uh, link two album names with one word. So I went with. Rain in Blood on the Tracks. So, Rain in, the Blood, Rain in Blood by Slayer and Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan. Think what that album might sound up if they uh, Hopefully collaborated. Hopefully better than the Metallica and Lou Reed it's one. Like, oh, I'm only bleeding! Sorry. <laughs> Rain in Blood. <laughs> but my letter is gay. <laughs> bleeding is horror. It's all right, ma. I'm only bleeding. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, so how are you doing, boy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed you on the show last week because yeah, you, you were unfortunately at a funeral. Oh, yes, I was. I'm sorry was... for your loss. Oh, well, thank you very much. It was it was a good day. It was yeah. a good day nonetheless. Uh, and I also had fun editing the podcast last week because I could hear it for the first time while oh, yeah, editing. True. Yeah, which is very good. So uh, yeah, thanks, Raina, for uh, stepping into my shoes. Good man. And um, not getting cramp. Not getting cramp with my tiny shoes. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's got quite tiny feet actually. And uh, and, like and, a geisha. and props to your dog as well for, for my, my the great best. conversation. Yeah, she actually didn't make too much noise actually, right? She was just randomly just going. I was talking to your mum on Friday, right. talking about <laughs> sorry. Um, Who's my new stepdaddy? Yeah. Welcome home, son. Um, <laughs> with the dad and Josh show. <laughs> well, that's, anyway. Well, that's today's just title sorted. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and I was saying, like, every now and then you could just hear in the background. Like, oh, no, the dog's still there. Yeah, exactly. They're quite nice. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're looking after her, at least. I just kept them giving her treats. But, yeah, well, more importantly, what have you been Fendol. doing, darling? So I've had a, a fairly uh, easy week in comparison to, to various other things. Uh -huh. um, haven't done anything crazy off the hook. Weirdly wonderful. I had a gig with Chart Attack. I went to see a band on Friday. Mm. Can't remember the name. They were useless. Um, useless, isn't they? Useless band. Yeah, well, actually, I, I, it, the band were, of course, uh, the world-renowned 
uh, highly, highly classed. Um, Not us, then. I'm trying to think of other lies I can tell. No, it was the Lockerbillies. <laughs> it was the Lockerbillies. Did you take us in the Lockerbillies and gig? The... Take it off your bingo cards, yeah. guys. Me and Rainer, um, take that off too. Uh, yeah. We came along. We're working. We're actually working together during the day, um, putting together Christmas lights, um, helping out a friend uh, who nice. needed an extra pair of hands on a job, and that's what we did. And Christmas on the way back, lights. we were like, really. Let's Christmas lights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get no money for Christmas. <laughs> Go away, Christmas. I don't ever want to see another Christmas light ever again. No. We made I never come back. We made seven thousand fairy lights for an outdoor oh installation. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So wait a second. Is this the old jet thing? Yes. This is old jet market. Oh. Uh it wasn't the old jet market. It was um it was at old jet, but it was uh, right. for a company I can't remember the name, but they're a lighting company. They do they do light lighting for stage shows. Um, okay. They've just come off tour with uh, Seven Days of Summer, Five cool. Days of Summer. Right, yeah. 500 days. days of Summer, the film. 50 First Dates, I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> 27 Dresses, maybe. Yeah. That band that did good and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and now they're doing all their Christmas installations. And But one of the jobs was basically collecting a lo- connecting a load of lights together on a big strip, mm. uh, which was... Um, a lot of labour and a lot of work. So we kind of they helped us. Out. Uh, me and Rainer went, and Rainer got a blister within the first of hour because it's such like just oh, twisting. Yeah. He burst his bits. thumb open, didn't he? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So um, I d- he hasn't been gigging this weekend, which I'm glad because it'll probably not make drumming very easy. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So um, that would suck. Yeah. Splinters inside an already cracked thumb. You'd be like, yeah. hey. <laughs> it's got teeth. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd let we'd, uh, enjoy the rest of the evening by coming to see you guys at Lockerbillies, which it was great because there was a point I was turning around, there was everybody there, all your mates, all, all the people that sort of we know collectively from various parts of music, uh, local music scene. Yeah. And I was like, this is really good fun. Yeah. Everyone's having a good time. I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this on Monday. No was, douches, no douchebags. No, no, right. just, well... There was a little bit of um, illegal action, um, oh, piracy really? uh, towards the end of the night. Piracy? There was piracy, yeah. Oh, you... right. I thought you were like, well, people were recording bootlegging my gig, and I didn't think so. Well, no, well, yeah, we did know. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the gig finished, literally, bam, you finished, yeah. it, bam, and Josh turned around and went, right, I'm going to get on that ship. There was yeah. a ship outside the Colt Cafe. Did you say it was the boat that they yeah, used? Yeah, so, to... so the same uh, ship that in the film, the boat that rocked, was used... Uh, uh, to you know, as a sort of stand-in for Radio Caroline for the ship, yeah. you know, for the famous radio ship. Um, so that's docked up at Ipswich Waterfront, right outside Cult, where we were playing, and you can see it from the venue because yeah. there's such long glass windows. And uh, yeah, you could see him just salivating, like, I want to get on there. I'm <laughs> gonna take that ship. I'm gonna take it. And uh, me timbers. So, so Josh, along with his. Um, Gang. Group of scallywags. It's <laughs> <laughs> a swashbuckling adventure on the yep. switch waterfront. They, they they jumped right on the ship and I was like, they're going to get caught. Cause you, the, did, like, you're missing out the fact that he was dressed like David Bowie at the same time. Oh yeah, sorry. They, he was, yeah. David Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what were the other guy? Uh, Curly other? was a cowboy. Curly yeah. cowboy. Bell he did was look like kind a of demon. Uh, Sophie 
was like a harlequin i can't remember what chloe was dressed at but yeah so they're all just this horrific band of you know buccaneers and they and the, the, so the guy the captain the, the owner ship. of the ship apparently <laughs> was on the ship as they jumped on the ship they didn't break anything they didn't break on but yeah and he's like they're like Bleh! and he's like you want me to take your picture for you <laughs> what a legend! What an absolute legend, right? How it's exactly. done. You could tell. Well, I guess he could tell that they were music fans because he was dressed as Bowie. Also, I guess like he's probably you know he knew he couldn't win that fight. His, uh, you know, five drunken scallywags against one man. Um, they would end up taking that ship. They wouldn't get far. The dock was shut. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, we're <laughs> <laughs> back to land. <laughs> I was, I was fully expecting to hear. And just see the boat fly like fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, see your suckers, and it's still like anchored on. But yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, like, it, so I'm I, I'm very grateful that you came down to the gig, Harley. I'm very grateful. Really enjoyed it. I actually did that when you walked in. I was just like, oh hi. <laughs> it was quite good. I um I actually sent a video of us playing uh to Toby from Chartertack and was like, this sound is amazing. This is a really good sound, <laughs> which Murray done. really appreciated because he said he was struggling with it to start. Yeah, and it's it was a difficult room to mix. Very bassy, isn't actually. it? Yeah, and well, plus a lot with of all glass. the very hard, yeah, hard, you know, bouncy surfaces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get a lot of standing waves and stuff that just get a lot of pangs, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. But it sounded really good, real crisp. You guys really have sort of honed that sound. You can tell that it's, you know, everything was very separate and uh, clean, you but know, it's in, still in, gelled in, nicely. In your defense, though, like, you know, we have been using that system. Yeah. For a long, long time. I mean, I've had that system for about four years, I think now. So mm-hmm. we very much know its 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 strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Whereas, like you know, as Chart Attack, as fantastic as you guys are, it's still quite early days for you guys. It's, yeah, we've not been. We've only what fourteen, fifteen months old, really. Yeah. yeah. And how many gigs do you reckon you've done? Quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot I, of gigs. Yeah. yeah I, but I, still, I, in in those, you know, I could months, tell you. But... I could tell you if you. I. I not right. many people know this. I have a big sheet of all the gigs that oh, that's great. my band do, um, well, or that I do, and I actually get a a full breakdown of what we've done. That's a great one. Why do you do that? Um, I keep a track of how many gigs I do and how much money I make. So if it comes to it and I need to find space, I can look at it and go, oh, this band is only... I've been, doing, I've been spending a lot of time on this band and I haven't mm. been taking a lot of back, so we need to re brand or we need to find a way that it can make ends meet in a more efficient way interesting way of doing it so for other people that have multiple bands Mm -hmm. that's a great idea so yeah just a little sort of expel spreadsheet and it's not just bands it's teaching it's live sound um i'm gonna have to have a look at this and stuff like this i can send you a template if you like it's very useful um so i've done 15 gigs 15 gigs uh, since april oh that's not april this year so 15 plus get your calculators out guys uh yeah so uh, well, here we go <laughs> 15 plus another one two 23 14 that's more than 65. that there's more than that. oh yeah. my math is so bad we've done a lot we've done yeah we've done we've, we've got we're in about 20 to 30 gigs okay. somewhere well, in that world so in comparison here not uh, a lot yeah uh, lockabilly's uh we've we've just you passed did that our last 500, weekend 500 gig mark now <laughs> wow so, yeah i mean and that's not I don't know, like that. I've missed out a couple there. I know that there's yeah. some that have 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 Been fallen lost. down the back of the couch. But, Are you um, gonna? So that's how. Not all of that is done on that on that that system, but most of it, most of it has been done on that system. How long has it taken? So it's taking you four years to get there. 
Do you think you are you going to have like an a thousandth, one thousandth gig party? <laughs> well, I don't know. Give me another six years, maybe. I think that's what <laughs> Frank Turner did. Yeah, I yeah. think his thousandth gig was uh, Wembley Arena. Yeah, he is he's a very prolific gigger, isn't he? He count every gig. He he comes on stage and go. This is gig number. So oh, says a cool. And he 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 chronologizes every gig that he does. Yeah. He never forgets one, which is great because it means someone can be like, I was there at gig number 1024 that's great yeah you know that's nice just a little thing like that sort of thing uh, <laughs> i don't yeah, know if some, anyone got, got that people joke was no I, I didn't gig number 1024 no don't worry we'll, we'll leave that one it's, it's always better when you explain it harley yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah so the rest of your weekends you had friday with me and now so friday with you, and then saturday i played at the kingfisher oh um, yes with in, in ipswich yes chantry it- tack we had oh, I see what you did there. Oh, do you? Um, we had everything against us that day. Really? I bought a new alternator for the van. Forks. Went to fit that, and Trolls. it didn't work. I spent. Oh, you're joking. So I had to put the old one back on. I've oh. got the new one. I'm going to go get get that replaced this afternoon, straight after <laughs> this. Um, but it took me until about four or five o'clock to get that done, and then I had to load the van, make sure the van worked. Yeah. Funny story, I driving out of the thing, had no power steering. I forgot to put the power steering belt oh, back no, on. The belt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, that back on, um, got that sorted. Ugh. And then... I had that, sorry, just as a side note, mm. I remember on, with the Chevy, my, uh, so yeah, the same alternator belt um, snapped, but that oh. also drove the, the power steering. Yeah. So while I was, I was on the A14 at the time, <sighs> but I was late for and a job. And you need it for that. Yeah, exactly. A big van like that. Yeah, so yeah, I know the, I know the, I know the pain of that. Of, well, your, of your your band snapping, um, the uh yeah, so that wasn't great. I then had to go to pick up some parts, uh, some bits for the gig from uh Area Fifty One. Right, yeah. And we needed to be at the gig. Ticket off the bingo cards, guys. Yes, we need to be at the gig at the at six. Elliot was running late because he was on a job in Lowestoft that ran over later than he thought it was going to go. So he wasn't going to be back. He got there about half seven in the end. Lower Lowestoft. Oscar came from all the way from Kent. Oh. And was uh, in good stead to get get to us on time. Went to get his train rail replacement. Oh. He turned up at twenty five to nine, oh. and we started at twenty to nine. Oh. It was he literally plugged in, went, we're good. We did the whole set. We finished the set, and I went, "Hi, Oscar, how you doing?" <laughs> like, Poor guy. We didn't even get a chance to talk before we started. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 pub were really really like understanding. They they. You know, they knew there was nothing we could do about it. There's nothing they could do about it. It was just poor, poor timing and uh, stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I've just got, a really good. I've gig. just got a message from David Brown, the David Brown, the coolest man in the town. Says a gig, ten twenty four. This is hardly being super geek. A gigabyte is ten twenty four bytes to the power of three. What a knowledgeable man! <laughs> <laughs> it would be you to fix this up. That was the joke you made. That was right? the joke. There we go. Somebody else there explained it for you. It's even more funny then. Yeah. Thank you, David go. Brown. <laughs> So yeah, ten megabytes, twenty twenty four megabytes, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Well, one megabyte is ten megabytes. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so words. That's that's yeah, that's my joke that from five minutes ago. Uh, it's a nice bite sized joke. Uh, if you did get that joke without it being explained, comment comment in the uh, <laughs> it, it, on on our post. I'll oh, give you and, a sweetie, and I'll give you a free megabyte. Oh. Only one thousand twenty four to give away, <laughs> um, and you have to share it on a. Uh, uh, back to, back to, back <laughs> to the old uh, back to what we're supposed Fisher. to be talking yeah, about exactly. yeah um uh you uh, you uploaded a video of you playing naive and it was uh, really fun to Linda, watch yeah. that because um yeah so naive by the kooks 
I haven't heard that song in ages. All the bands used to cover it back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but not so many people nowadays. But just watching you and Toby playing off each other was really fun because there were some little fills that you caught and he yeah. caught that, that you could see just giggling at each other. Do you want to know a secret? What's that? Toby really doesn't like that song. <laughs> but... I don't like we, that song. We started with it. I, I love playing it. I really love the fact that we can get the three-part harmony on it as well with me, Elliot, and Oscar all singing yeah, on that well. outro. And everyone loves it, apart from potentially you and Toby. Every time we play it, it goes down really well. Yeah. And we're like, well... To, yeah, to be honest, we, though, like if sometimes you can just you can forego your feelings for a song if the band that's playing it sort of aren't that band mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're also you know they're playing it well and you can tell yeah. it's talented you can be like yeah yeah well done that's it and I, I enjoy playing it for the it does go down well now the reason why we played that is because someone went came up to us you know you get those people who want ask songs whilst you're playing a song and they ask for a request and this guy did that and while I was like, you're playing a song, whilst we're playing a song, and I was who's like, he talking to? The singer? To me? To he, you? He came oh, to me. Oh, well, that's slightly more polite than just going to the person that's singing and they go, "Ah, you play Wonderwall." Yeah, he did I ask. He actually the... asked for Wonderwall. Oh, you're joking! Yeah, we vowed when we started we'd never play Wonderwall or Sex on Fire or Freebird. No, we still play that. Yeah, yeah Freebird's yeah. sick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he was like, "Can you play Seaside by the Kooks?" And I was like, ah. "That's like an album track. It wasn't even a single." Uh, where, where, where did that come from? And then we started playing Naive, and he didn't know it. <laughs> what a melt. I know. Like, I was like, what, what can we do? <laughs> you just said so something we just can't please, though. There's no. something, like Rich Webb and I talk about this. We just, you know, the Freebird guys, they often, if you play Freebird, they don't actually care. No. There is literally just the fact of like... They're just heckling. I've done that before, and then at the end of the song, they'll go, Freebird! They don't actually come out and dance or, no. or, or watch it or appreciate it. They're just they're just being trolls. Yep, exactly. Trolls that. were about before YouTube, guys. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, always been the Freebird. The, the, the song of the night for us, though, Africa by Toto. Oh, nice. First time we played that, and it was incredible. It was great fun. Was, was this really is fun. a fact that I didn't know, right? So, you know, so, yeah, I've told you this about? before, right? And uh, and, and Rainer berated me because apparently everybody knows this. But I did not. Uh, was that the band on the album Thriller, the album Thriller by Michael Jackson, was Toto. I thought that was common knowledge. I did not know that. Uh, yeah. Um, I know this. It's not as if there was a big press release, was there? Well, no, but... <laughs> Everybody, uh, look at this band! It was actually a session band. They're all Toto session were musicians. Form- yeah, Toto were formed of a group of session musicians that went, we can do some stuff. Yeah, we can do this. It, yeah, that's kind of... And there's I a, love Toto. There's a video online of Steve Lukather talking about Beat It. Yeah. Making a Beat It and said that he was working on some guitar for this song and played most of the guitar. And he and when they were working on the solo, he was playing a solo and Michael like, more like Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, like, sort of just, just I think he's in town. I'll just call him. Just and he called him up. Like, Do you, and he came in, plugged into Steve's rig and went... Exactly And they were like... Cool, right, you can go home now. Now, guys, if you listen to the podcast, rewind what he just said, and it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, it was really interesting. I found, I found that out, that fact out from a, a documentary I was watching called Hired Guns, and it's all about yes. session musicians, and it's on Netflix, and I find it absolutely fascinating if you're actually interested in musician life and recording life and live music as well. Mm. Uh, check that out. That was really cool. Um, right, yeah. Well, was that the end of your weekend? That was the most darling? part of my weekend, yeah. Oh, really? So let's... Um, 
it'd be much <laughs> music to play. I don't know what usually take the reins here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh yeah. Party did stuff. Well done, buddy. You're wonderful. Well done. I was like, Murray and I talk about this all the time. It's just at the end of a gig. Yeah, you get clapped and stuff like that, which is a lovely thing for any job. Like yeah. any job is to be clapped at the end of you doing your job is such a blessing, and you can never. Um, you, you can't overlook that. If you no. say anything, oh, I don't like my job. It's just like, well, think about the amount of terrible jobs that you could be doing uh, yeah. when nobody would clap you afterwards. But there is still that thing of like, you know, like everybody else goes off and has a massive party um, once the once the gig's finished, whereas you have to sit there and you'll be going until maybe 2, 3 a.m. just yeah. packing stuff down and, and, and getting it back. Uh, so the amount of times that Murray and I, when we lived together, we'd get home and we'd just sort of be like, all right, pat on the back. Well done, go to bed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes you just need to be told, well done, good I've, job. I do often joke with uh, like people, uh, venue run owners and stuff like that, that we, we play for free. It's the, the setup and pack down that we're, that we're being paid for. Yeah, exactly, that's it. So uh, let's think about this then. Some new music for you guys uh, has only recently been released in the past month or so. Uh, this is a brand new track from the Baskervilles who are playing this week in Ipswich with two wonderful other bands. So please stay tuned for the gig list. Uh, until then, this is Blind Ambition by the Basketballs. That was Blind Ambition by the Baskervilles. Good track, that. Yeah, lovely production on it. Yeah, I do like that. And that was one of my new favourite ones by then. We have played a lot of Baskervilles tracks on this show. So, yeah, go back into the archives to listen to some more of that. Well, I had quite an eventful week, actually. It was really nice. Um, I was... Uh, well, I didn't. Uh, you weren't here for the last uh, last week's show, so. Um, but we, I, I was re- bleh, recording with Goofa Dust mm. at the Rooks Yard with Tim Aves and Peter Clegg, which was really fun. Um, and yeah, so we've been sort of like going over those tracks, listening back, and thinking, all right, what needs to be done? We haven't quite got a release date yet, but we're thinking next year, so it will be quite a while. Wow. Um, so, but I mean, you know, that's only two months away anyway oh yeah <laughs> good about it oh my god um but yeah so that's the goofy dust the goofy dust camp is go good um, nice yeah go for dust um, <laughs> go for dust <laughs> it's just burning gophers oh <laughs> cremated gopher yeah i do you know i can name an animal for every letter of the alphabet uh, i don't want to know <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just saying because that, that, that was time. my G. That was my G. That'll be your, yeah, be, that'll be your go-to G, gopher. Yo. <laughs> yeah, nice. Your gophers are your G. Um, but yeah, so I had that teaching all week with you as well. At old Rock Project, but also I'm at Moreland um, Primary School. And Sweet. maybe somewhere else soon as well. So awesome. my, my weeks are just getting absolutely rammed with teaching. And then my weekends are usually pretty rammed with gigs as well. But um, So Friday, as you said, I was at Colt wonderful yeah. fun that was that was um do you have any good people turn up to it uh to watch? only one uh, and it was my mum <laughs> but you went home with her anyway uh, so <laughs> don't i didn't think you don't knew look away. i didn't think you realized <laughs> uh no she, she'd just take you home and just be like oh can you just help does, me with my laundry does she does she uh does she listen uh, this house is very hard to run can you please just help <laughs> does she listen to the show sometimes yeah oh, hi laura <laughs> call me <laughs> <laughs> she won't call. 
um, yeah, so uh, uh, that was a wonderful gig. We were all dressed up as skeletons. You were. I didn't mention and that. And Halloween, it, you know, the cult, they sort of made it up. Did you Halloween. already have the, the ribs on the on your jacket? I painted that last year. That looked year. really good. I, mean, I like that. I love you? that. I bought a, yeah, so I bought that jacket from Peacocks in Felix, really? though. Um, good man it's all right isn't it? just a just a normal sort of you know like high street biker jacket that was like 20 quick because it's like not real leather but apparently i'm a women's size 16 oh nice <laughs> it's, a That's good to know. <laughs> it's good it's usually uh, but i mean you know i think it's just to be to do with my with my massive breasts you are voluptuous <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i'm a stick um <laughs> but yeah i don't know so dudes just obviously just usually more broader uh, more broader. I, I don't think I'm part of that. Uh, that You're pretty broad, dude. You know, broader than Broadway. Um, but yeah, so that was Friday. It was a really <laughs> nice little gig. Um, we, uh, you know, I was a bit apprehensive about it because we hadn't played in cult as the Lockerbillies since an ICR show we did on a Wednesday, and that was well mm. well attended. Um, but you know that what, um, the cult hasn't been doing as much live music no. uh, recently, which is which so that just made me think, oh, crikey, are people going to be like? thinking of it as a live music venue still yeah but actually they really came out the people that were there that haven't you that you know haven't seen us before were really engaging so they're they're you know their fan base that they've got there is great for live music so yeah watch this space cult's gonna be doing loads more they live music. did have a uh band on the saturday as well didn't they um i don't know much about this guy uh omar was just his name omar all right cool um I don't think that's him. I just okay. so uh but Tubbs was like, Oh, Omar was playing in a cold cafe Saturday night and we're gigging, I'm really annoyed. He he was trying to get hold of tickets to go see him at Snape Maltings mm. uh months ago, but they were all sold out. I mean he's quite prestigious. Well, they've done well artist. to get him at Colt then. I should have done more research, but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Well, they're cool. Well, so yeah, watch this space. There's loads more stuff coming out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was good. Thanks for coming Friday. Sold some tea, sold some albums, which really helps us. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, had a really nice turnout of nice people there. So thanks for coming, guys. Uh, Saturday, I had a rare Saturday off. So, Ooh. and so did my wonderful girlfriend, Frankie, which nice. was so fun because we were just like i just said to her right okay what kind of what kind of gig do you want to go to do you want to go to an edm show with girls of the internet at the rep on saturday or do you want to go to a metal show with uh, two german bands uh, at the premier pool club um <laughs> so it uh, was back in the day we used to play playing the premier pool club all the yeah. time uh, that was the music room quite recent up to quite recently and now it's back to being the premier pool club again um and there were six bands um and it was sick Darren Smith uh, put it on uh, all the sort of you know the whole of Ipswich metal scene came out in force um, there was free pool uh, so Always that was great. It's a, it's a 300 cap venue sort of legally there so it is great they used to have a stage but they've taken it out now to make room for more pool tables but makes the, sense. Darren's going to be putting on loads more events there but yeah we had a really great time some like great bands there was a band called Apophis from Germany um, who were sort of like old school death metal um, um, I'm trying to remember the other ones, but um, the the band that stood out for me and Fra Frankie and I was the Heretic Order, and they were from London. They're like really theatrical, like face paint, and like you know, like the the, the mic stand had a ram skull on it with like red flashing lights on it, and awesome. sort of glowing. And he had a light on the ram skull facing up at him at the mic. Oh, so, so just, just spooky up lights, uplighting his face. Yeah, but of course he's like dressed up in some kind of like. You know, vampiric blood coming from everything like this. Um, they all had hoods and things. They had a female bass player who was like just killing it. She was just like 
It sounds like a warm night. Yeah, <laughs> it was very sweaty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, some amazing musicianship from those guys. But uh, he's actually from uh, Breed Seventy Seven, so pretty big oh, okay, metal yeah. bands. Yeah, uh, come with that. The drummer was amazing. I think they call him like Doctor Payne because uh, he's actually a physicist <laughs> and plays drums. I was like, of course you're a physicist if you play drums that well. <laughs> like he's, you know, he's. I know exactly where the stick will be bouncing off, and with the ricochet, it will end up here. Thank you to Pythagoras' theorem. And it will not be. Nice. <laughs> exactly. It's better be painful. Um, but yeah, I got their album um, and they all signed it for me. I fangailed a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, we really, really appreciate that night. And also I had a bit of a skinful to drink. But I was buying the, buying the band's shots as well. It was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> Are you but, one of those, once you get once you get past the threshold of drunk, you then buy other people drinks? Yeah, I, buy, I buy band's shots, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> or all like, right. if they're like, I'm like, what do you drink? And they're like, oh, I'll have a shot. And I'm just like, there you go. <laughs> uh, my, my drink friend, it with me. My friend Matt, when he, he gets drunk, he then he keeps offering to buy drinks. And you're like, no, please don't. Because <laughs> you've, you've, you've already got me very drunk. Oh, fine, <laughs> whatever. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sunday, um, being very hungover, um, don't drink kids. Um, don't, don't drink kids. No, they're, they're solid. Yeah. Well, well, it's also quite, it's it's quite immoral. Also quite a challenge (laughs) and don't take a challenge. Kids don't blend. Okay. You don't have to go that on that YouTube channel or whatever. Um, (laughs) Will it blend? Will it blend? (laughs) (laughs) Noob. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, I got contacted by none other than Goofa Dust's Giles King during the week and said, we've been offered a gig at the Waterfront Bistro because I think they just had, you know, last minute. Um, can you, would you like to come and play with me? So it was just Giles and I uh, doing a duo thing like we did a little while back. Um, no practice as per usual. Uh, just a couple songs that we did from the Goofa Dust shows and also some ones that he chucked at me. He was like, we'll just do this in E. It's, you know, just it 12. starts on the four. Well, not all 12. Some of them were you know, quite complex. Yeah. But wow. um, I like, I like seat in my pants playing sometimes. Yeah. I think that's pretty much every gig I do, but it's, um, like we did on the Friday. I'm not sure if you saw that, but we did a version of uh, Blue Oyster Cult's yes. Don't Fear the Reaper, which we'd never played or practiced and i don't think i'd ever played that song i want to see i want to see you play that next time because i know rich will probably get the the harmonies down on that and it will just be like tight chaps here um that was wonderful um but yeah so we just had you know two 45 minute sets of of just straight up blues just guitar and harmonica giles would start off the set with with uh just doing some solo harmonica sort of jams sing along so he'd sing yeah. and then play harmonica which I think is you know quite talented to be able to keep the rhythm mm. keep the beat and keep your breath that's it and not like pass out oh well, yeah exactly just go you know just get the red dots in your eyes yeah um, but yeah so uh, we yeah we had a great time really nice little turnout of the waterfront bistro we do like kicking there I haven't gigged there with the Lockerbillies for a long time so it was nice to be able to go back there with Giles and some some fresh stuff and uh, having our regulars there because nice. um, yeah they the, would come down to see the Lockerbillies and they came down to that and they really enjoyed it so yeah that was really fun and it was my Sunday boy that was my whole musical week oh. what did I do stuff um, so um, well, I want to introduce you to um, my well, I don't know this 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 new band that I found um, whilst researching for the show and uh, just sort of looking through the gig list. This is what how I select music. I look at who's playing this week and I will be like, 
the uh, you know my favorite song from those lineups will be the one that makes it on the thing. Um, however, there are times when people are you know have sent me new tracks and they're like, oh, we've just released this. Can you please uh, you know, give it give it a play? Um, or if you know, even if I've just I just know a friend has has released something, or somebody that I know locally has released something. Yeah. So this one just caught me completely off guard. I've never heard of these guys before, um, but they are playing uh, this week, and I just love that. You know, on the uh, our discussion later on is going to be on AI and uh, and robotics and things, uh, sort of. And uh, so this one is just just wonderful i think it's really great this one's called weight loss diets by horrible dolphins check it out brilliant name <laughs> horrible dolphins love it <laughs> nice that was weight loss diets by horrible dolphins great great band uh i believe they're from like they're from Essex, so they're local, and you got to check them out. Check them out on the gig list. We were just like headbanging heavily yeah. to that one, <laughs> and I was saying to Harley earlier um, that Frankie woke up the next day after watching uh, Heretic Order, and yeah. just he was just like, "Oh, my neck hurts so much oh. from headbanging." <laughs> and I your neck hurts days. today as yeah, well. Yeah, not from headbanging. I think I just slept on it funny, so it's nowhere near as rock and roll. Oh. I just can't look left or right or down. But up is fine. Up is fine. Yeah, this whole time you've just been locked on me. Just like, yeah, no, I, that's why I've got the swivel chair. I can kind of look around with the swivel chair and I'm back on you. Yeah, man, okay. that's, why I, that's what's useful about me having a hench neck. I've got like a, I've got a, like a head-shaped neck, well, that's, a head-sized neck. We were also talking about uh, Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. Uh, Carl, my brother-in-law, mentioned how he has, how Corey Taylor has such a big neck. Hench neck. But apparently at a Slipknot gig... He was headbanging so hard that he broke his neck oh. Oh. and didn't know. <laughs> what badass. Like, he broke his neck and was like, it really hurt. Oh, well, I'll get to the end of the gig. Carry on the doctor, gigging. Like, two or three days later, and they're like, you've broken your neck, mate. That's mad. That's... What a hard man. Yeah, it was, you, yeah, you don't... I would don't not mess want with Corey to... Taylor. Yeah, no. What would be worse from him, a headbutt or a neckbutt? <laughs> neckbutt, like a giraffe. Like <laughs> 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 for territory. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Harley, I think it's time to get onto some music news. Music news. Right, well, you, you, do you want to lead this one? Yes, mate. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, so this month, well, actually, it was October, October 15th, I got this news, was Apple has fully acquired Asai, which is a startup uh, that specializes in A&R boosting music analytics. So if you can kind of fuse what that that is about, um, it's basically the platform allows artists, labels, and managers to discover, track, and manage talent using machine learning. So and it's so they're based in San Francisco. And so it's it's kind of about uh, you know it's very difficult to find artists these days and a lot of the time artists aren't knocking on record labels doors because they know they could do it themselves yeah. so it's 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 a, a, a new A&R machine that's going out and looking for new artists that have already got like you know uh, 10,000 likes or whatever without any management so the news of a size of question comes where just three weeks after Apple completed the buyout of audio recognition platform Shazam for 400 million dollars 
Um, whereas Asai sort of cost them just under 100 million. So that's a, that's big bucks. But Shazam, so is owned by Apple. Um, yeah. And that's also, that's helped me because I use Apple Music rather than Spotify. Not out of principle, it's just because I've got all my music on iTunes. You've got anyway. an iPhone, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But um, so every time that I Shazam a song, which I love doing that. Oh, I love Shazam and I do. Um, mm. But it, it goes straight onto a playlist on my Apple Music. So I'll sit there and, uh, and I'll listen back to my Shazam tracks over once in a while. Yeah. So I think that's been really helpful, that little acquisition. So nice. the platform processes data from the likes of Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, offering both screaming, stream, screaming uh, analysis and social media analysis. Just people like, ah, this is great. Hmm, let's analyze that. Um, I, what do you think? I well, I've done a little bit of research into this. Now I'm I'm not overly hopeful for right. there's a reason, many reasons. Now AI robots, whatever, they've started doing all sorts of things to try and be human. Pe- you know, people have programmed like the Twitter, like the Twitter robot, Twitter bots. Now that ended up being racist immediately. <laughs> yep, I have um, found a poem that was written by a robot. They fed a machine loads of poems and then made it come up with its own original content. Right. What do you think of this? Right, here we go. I am a coal truck by a broken heart. I have no sound. The sound of my heart. I am not. Wow. Yeah, I don't. So how much faith have they got in this AI thing? I don't know, exactly. (laughs) What was the thing? Because this this, this SI thing is basically just, it's really just, you're feeding it data, but it's taking the data. It's not, you don't have to feed it into it. It's just thinking of, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. So it looks at the amount of likes that you've got, the amount of plays you've got, uh, the amount of subscribes you've got. Um, Because apparently there are 3 million independent artists on streaming platforms right now. Mm. Um, and they are uploading 20,000 plus new recordings every day to platforms like Spotify. So YouTube, meanwhile, has over 500,000 active uh, quality, in quote, mu- in quote marks, music creator channels. So mm. I guess, I don't know, people that have... I guess artists. Really yeah, artists. exactly. People that are actually released, you know, studio quality stuff yeah. or whatever. And in the last 90 days alone, they uploaded more than 6 million videos. So you're simply thinking, how do you... How do you track that? The number of new releases each week is growing at an incredible rate, really, isn't it? That's it. So, I mean, uh, meanwhile, artists are able to remain independent for longer and longer as alternative routes to funding becomes available. So, which means very few artists are knocking on the door anymore. You have to go find them. So, I guess that's which what it, this thing is. Which is strange for. because that's kind of back where it was. If, yeah. Think, like, if it went back, I know. Um, you go back sort of 10 years or so ago and record labels weren't taking on, they were taking on like 10% of the artists that they were, mm. uh, you know, 10 years previous to that. Because mm-hmm. it used to be a case of you sign a band, you take a risk. Yeah. And the risks that do pay off cover the cost of the risks that don't pay off. True. And then it all kind of changed when streaming came to think, came about where there was a lot less money in selling music. Mm. Uh, so apparently therefore they were the, taking less risks apparently it's only this year that Spotify have actually turned a net profit wow first time um, and, that sounds like that, a tax right off yeah though. it's probably there, isn't it but the uh, the thing is like it, it, it's it's the A&R stuff that actually is where they're they're sort of lacking so you know being able to find new artists yeah and put them you know and put them across so I don't know that's what they were saying it was like you know they, they, they wanted to put more money into you know sort of going out and reaching Finding out and trying artists. to find new artists to so put will, on there. will spotify become is there a chance that spotify might become their Record own label, label. Mm, i think that'd be quite quite easy for them to do i mean it's yeah. quite interesting to see what apple's doing right now you know they've acquired shazam they've got asai uh you know they've got 
so much content uh, that is being provided to their own devices that you know yeah. they can they can control but they still have that i think they've still got that block on them for them being able to have a record label because of the beatles right uh, back of in the course day, they yeah. had apple music, apple music and yeah. it was you know for a long time apple devices weren't allowed to have music capability they weren't allowed to have midi ports or anything like that mm. on the old computers because beatles were like no you can't do anything music related because it would just confuse the market yeah yeah every recording studio had an apple mac in yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so where does the line stop anyway so you know that was uh, what do you guys think you can tweet us at lock at lockabillies and at harley we're on instagram now at harley and josh show um and yeah there's just so much going on uh, that we kind of you know we need to think about these things all right so we've got a new little segment going on which is all about Music ideas, music little ideas. Thing about this morning, this Jingle. Is a section called thing. I think about this morning. Thing so about smooth this morning. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> so Harley, I've asked you this question before. Would you buy music or an idea from a machine? As in, made by a machine. So just like that poem you read a second ago, right? If it was as good as that poem. <laughs> No, <laughs> got to be honest, right. didn't quite do anything for me. But I, to be honest, if it's good, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, like maybe I would consume it. I may not put the same value on it as I would uh, as a song. A you know, thing. you buy an album that you like, you listen, you buy a single that you like. But when it comes to you're kind of thinking about the personality of the artist when you're listening yeah. to them and what they look like. I do when I buy an album, I'm buying that artist because i don't listen to cds but i still buy them because it's me actively supporting the artist that i mm-hmm. want to be i want you know i want to support you wouldn't you do the same when you buy a vinyl vinyl sales are now outselling um cds, CDs as rainer mentioned last, last week, week. Yeah. yeah so it that's what it's people not, they're not are outnumbering them they're just rising more expo- yeah. exponentially more than cds are dropping the question is like when it comes to artists performing music or writing music and stuff i'm getting caught up with cable sorry um <laughs> the, the machines are fighting her back already yeah <laughs> yeah just been throttled in the leg by a headphone cable so they're, they're, they're the leg. leg throttled that's a it's good a band thing. name sort it out there like. we go leg throttle that new band name someone used that i'm gonna <laughs> tell this guy that was asking so um yeah what, so you're, if you're, you think about it we've been listening to uh sort of ai music for a while with vocoders and drum machines um, so, because I mean, a lot of the time people would sit there and just get like a, a like a sequencer um, yeah. or a or an arpeggiator or something like that, and just press go, and they'll sing over the top of it. Just for the people that were singers but not musicians, mm-hmm. especially in the eighties of the new wave movements and the new romantics, it would just be like, great. Oh, I mean, I don't know how to write music. I'll just get this beat maker to just do something, and then I'll spit over the top of it. Yeah, and it's um, it is a thing that I'm sure that I that when sort of all that sort of synthesized music came about, there Same were a lot of discussion. people, uh, there were a lot, uh, from what I'm aware, there were a lot of people going, well, it's not real music, it's not real mu-. Mm. They're not making the it's sound synthetic. themselves. Maybe yeah. synthesizers, synthetic. Yeah. Well, you- I mean, it's, there's the, the, uh, the you know, I've talked about this before, but the uh, it's one of the things I did at university was talking about authenticity versus synthesicity. Synthesized stuff. And whether, you know, what what you deem to seem authentic. Yeah. Whereas, you know, well, I'll listen to... Um, you know, Nine Inch Nails, which is uh, a lot of his stuff has done just drum machines and synthesizers. Mm. And I'll think, oh man, this is so real. Whereas I'll listen to uh, a Taylor Swift song where it's all 
yeah. um, you know, a- acoustic instruments, and I'd be like, this feels really fake. It's really... You mentioned earlier about vocoders, actually. It's something worth... I think there's been more vocoders, you more vocoded music used in the last year or two than mm-hmm. there have for a long time. Yeah. You think, I mean, I mean, you've got artists like Jacob Collier mm-hmm. um, and Imogen Heap, who are sort of modern-day artists who use vocoders quite a lot, but then it's coming up a lot in... Um, and I know a lot of songs on Rainer's drum videos and stuff. A lot of the songs that he's using, mm. um, they've got loads of vocoder in. I was listening to Sigrid the other day. She mm. used a lot of vocoder in her music. And it's just like, that's such an old bit of technology that's kind of been revamped into modern yeah. sound. And it's kind of nice. That I love that sound. It's a real human form of synthesis. This is a really interesting thought piece that I'd, I'd found on Music Business News. Uh, it was Music Business Worldwide, I think it's called. It's, on, it's a website. We can put it in the description. It's really interesting to just to keep your eye on to see what the industry is doing. Um, but it was just saying we're still struggling to understand the relationship between human and machine just as we're struggling to think of all humans as equals. So it's that kind of thing of like, yeah. you know, machines need human input to be intelligent if that makes sense yeah. so if we are buying uh, a, a song that has been written by a uh, by a machine it's still kind of like distilled like, from humans i guess it's buying a computer game it's like cordial like yeah. we've got to like put a little bit of human in there and a lot of water yeah and like what's it going to take is it going to feel weak that's it like you buy a program for a computer you buy a game or whatever it's you're you're not buying the the yeah, you're buying the tools that that, that game or that, that program comes with. Hmm. Um, but the money that you're paying is the money that it costs for that person to design that. Hmm. And that, I guess, goes into it. Yeah. You'll have programmers being producers. Yeah, true. Which is that, you know, and, um, and our analysts to be able to uh, work on picking the right bits to make the right music. So then it's makes sense because so that you're talking about is kind of like uh so putting the right things for the right music is kind of sort of like most of the time when we've invented a machine or or, or, or something it, it's there to solve a problem yeah. it's kind of like you know we need uh calculators just to do you know long long form equations so we can just do it quickly or something uh you know the toaster yeah because we just wanted toast um but you know, if, or, I want no, toast I know now. You, yeah no, i'm hungry buttery um but you know with with this if if it was you know an some kind of ai that writes music it's kind of trying to solve the problem that we think we have a limited creativity it's like you know we yeah. we've only got so far that we can push music as humans um which do you do you agree do you think that we have limitations to our creativity or do you think it's just boundless um as a race not just as you and i because we're pretty I, limited i think the limitations are within the the finity Talking right. about in uh, words <laughs> okay. that don't have uh, opposites, yeah. opposites, infinity, the opposite, infinity, infinity, um, is it like or that's not even that actually. It's just how close how can you look? In, yeah, like if um, if you think about two songs, they're basically the same song because they last for three minutes and they use the same major scale. Mm-hmm. Is that making them the same song? Well, no, but they're using actually the same chords. Well. They're still the same song, although the lyrics are different, although the melody is the same. Oh, yeah, but the words they use are saying the same story. So, so how... All those, what you're saying is all those different things are very limited. Well, how close can you look into something before one song is not another song? Yeah, that's true. You know, can you fill the gaps between what it is? And bear in mind, we are in the early stages of pop music. Like, how long did classical music last? That, mm. like, you know, that crossed through generations. Mm. And we've, we're in a world where 
we know people who were there for the early days of pop music. Mm. You know, our, our grandparents grew up in the in the fifties, where that kind of the early days of what pop music now is mm. were being born. So mm. we're we're in the first generation of pop music. But I like where, whether it's got the the length to go part, cross cross multiple mm. generations, hundreds of years, yeah. only time will tell because. In the eight, in the seventies, we couldn't imagine the music that the eighties yeah. would produce, and so on. Well, you've in, well, touched on interesting there is that we have limited ourselves by a three-minute pop song that has yeah. to be, you know, either major or minor, or you know, using notes from a twelve-tone scale, um, and also have a human voice in it if it's going to be if it's non-instrumental. Yeah. But what we really thinking about here is actually the sort of deep time like the future yeah oh my god man we don't know what tomorrow will yeah be. exactly well so it's a thing like you know you can will, use that in a world. will humans will be about be around for, you know in a hundred thousand years time right definitely not uh, but, <laughs> and if but if we're not what probably will be is artificial intelligence yeah uh, so if we've you know we've sort of already made the first steps into you know, creating something that you could deem as intelligent. You know, was it Deep Thought that did the the, the chess game that beats yeah. everybody? But you know, that was quite a while back now. But you know, if some if a if a thinking machine like that suddenly thinks right, okay, I'll start to um, you know in, in, invent ways of of making artificial intelligence, and mm. then you've got quantum computing, which can do ridiculous amount of equations in nanoseconds, you know, or even less yeah. time than that. So it's it's quite easy for a machine to create a thinking machine. So we're not kind of sitting there thinking maybe uh, would humans listen to robot music? Maybe in the future will it only be robots listening to robot music? And then and then the game's changed, so you don't need to be. And the robots will be like, oh, I don't want to listen to any of this human music. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're gonna they're gonna love a quarter tonal. Yeah, harmony. exactly. All those yeah little you know just yeah like one semitone away. I just imagine harmonies. like robots listening to like the dial up tone, going oh classical oh, music, classic music. <laughs> 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 this is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on Remix. that note, so. Uh, <laughs> remix yeah anyway so uh yeah what do you guys think give us a tweet give us a message whatever you want to do um I, we're on facebook at harley and josh show um we're on uh, you can uh, email us stuff as well harley and josh yeah. show at gmail.com uh, could you if you if someone could just if you could think of any robot band names or song names oh, yeah that would be great comment on the podcast on the uh, yeah, yeah on youtube we did a picture uh, of in us the comments below of us saying live and already on the comment on that just be like yeah just you know um, just you know, love towards the machine or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> anything like that. Oh, amazing! So yeah, uh, let's just quickly do a little quick roundup of the gig list because I've gone way over. So uh, this yeah. week, have you got some gigs that you want to promote, my boy? I am all private this weekend. I've got two private parties. Done. Um, so bro, you bunts. have four days to join Finn Valley Golf Club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or just you know, like yeah. you know, marry someone. I don't think they're weddings. Part of the weddings. Oh, I don't think okay, they're weddings. Cool. They're parties. So um, yeah. Well, okay, so time. Uh, as we played earlier, we've got the Baskervilles plus Reno and Rome and the Catch. What a great lineup! That's three pound on the door. Great. That's Friday. This Friday, 9th of November, at the Smokehouse in Ipswich. Uh, the next day, also at the Smokehouse, and these are end times. Doomed Bird of Providence, and we're going to play uh, play um, play the show out with this artist, Polly Preacher. Ashley, wonderful, wonderful singer, works with Josh Sandifa, Baby Brother, Animal Noise, uh, yeah. who I've uh, you know I've got a gig coming up with in December, so that'd be fun. So that's this Saturday, tenth of November at the Smokehouse. Um, yeah, check that one out; that'd be fun. 
Okay, so November 7th, you've enlightened me on this one. Kent Duchesne, uh, the midweek blues in town in Ipswich. That's this Wednesday at uh-huh. 8.30. That's at the Duke of York. On the on the event, it doesn't say where the venue is. It just gives it an address, but it's Duke of York, so check that out. Um, November 9th, uh, Friday, 8.30, uh, Lady J and the Troublemaker. Uh-huh. She's solo at the Queen. Yes. Uh, so that's the Queen in Brandiston in Woodbridge. Nice. Uh, November 11th, We've got Goldblum from Cambridge, uh, Rad Pitt uh, from Colchester, one of my favourites, and Pale Girls, Gav Mack. Nice. Gavvy's back. Mack again. Return of the Gav. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay, that works. So that's Sunday at 7.45 at the Smokehouse. That's Goldblum, Brad Pitt, and Pale Girls in Ipswich. Check that out. That'll be fun. November 9th, I'm going to see if I can try and get down to this one because I don't have a gig. Um, Bad Touch from Nor- Norwich, you know, big, big oh, group. Yes. And also Aaron Buchanan, the Cold Classics. Nice. All right. Uh, and plus Dax and Roxanne, Friday at 6.30 at the Waterfront in Norwich. So, Sweet. Yeah, um, if I can get down to that one, I haven't got any friends to go with me yet. One. So uh, if anybody's one of my friends, like, was, I know, wish I could go because I haven't gigging. seen Bad Touch yet, but um, uh, I've heard their stuff and we really like it. Mm, that sounds like, that sounds like the Arabian version of the band. Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so November 9th, uh, Ransoms, Elephant. Something's gone wrong. So, okay, so Ransoms. We're back. We're back. Uh, uh, Elephant Jane, Toby Watson, and the wonderful band that we played, Horrible Dolphins, which is sick. Great name. Brilliant. Uh, Friday, 8 o'clock. That's at Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester. Um, November 9th at Coppaz. It's Copas. Copas. <laughs> Copas. It's uh, back, baby. It's back. <laughs> Tickle off your bingo card. Uh, Felix, though. That's Phil Jackson Rock and Roll Band. Yeah, Yay. Some rock and roll for you guys. Free entry, Friday at 8.45 in Felix, though. So check that out. Uh, the Jazz Jam is on with Barry Kingston uh, this Thursday at 7.30 at the Crown in Woodbridge. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Free entry, Thursday, 7.30, uh, mm. November 8th, that is. November 10th, Alvin Youngblood Hart. I've heard really good things about this guy from Stephen Foster. And um, yeah, he's been sort of com- compared to like Muddy Waters meets Link Ray. So right. if you like sort cool. of like your rootsy bluesy stuff with a bit of rock, that's this Saturday at clock, 8 o'clock at the Red Rose Chain in Ipswich. Um, and last one, we've got November 10th. If you want to get some soul and R&B, some real good old school, um, you know, like southern stuff, like Louisiana, like, uh, you know, some Motowny kind of things as well. Nice. Uh, the South of the Border playing oh, sweet. Yeah. Saturday, 7.30, good old Nolan North uh, at uh, November 10th at the Plough in Ipswich. So, yeah, that'd be free entry. That's all the gigs we've got on the list, mate. All right, let's play some music quickly yes, before mate. we run out of time. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about um, that. Yeah, cheers, cheers for listening, guys. Make sure you you uh, Insta us. We are uh, at Harley and Josh Show. Uh, like us on the Facebook page, like our YouTube. Yes. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you next week, every Monday, 2 to 3. And welcome to our robot overlords. Welcome to the robot overlords. This song's called Oh No, Oh Dear by Polly Preacher. <laughs>